I'm Jake Watson, and this is the Saints Unscripted Podcast, where we have conversations about faith crisis, topics that may be triggering about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the Gospel, church history, prophets, the Book of Mormon and the Bible, and so many other things. This is Season 1, Faith Crisis. And it really, I have seen it, this re, this doctrine of Heavenly Mother really rejuvenate worship and our relationship with deity, our connection with God. And it's just a really beautiful way to, to and, and it's just accurate at the end of the day. Like, it's just accurate. If you ever feel like something's missing, it's probably because there is something missing. Welcome back to the Saints Unscripted podcast. Today we have Danielle Calder, and she runs the account Our Mother in Heaven. Is it just on Instagram, or do you have a Twitter or Facebook? We do have Twitter and Facebook as well that we're becoming more active on, but Instagram is mostly where we post. Awesome. And that's where I found you, is uh, on Instagram, and it's Our Mother in Heaven, Mm -hmm. just no spaces, no dots or underscore. That's correct. Cool. Sweet. And be sure to go follow them. I... uh, you know, maybe maybe my experience isn't too or is common where I'm kind of like the subject of Heavenly Mother is like I try to stay away from mm-hmm. because am I, am I scared? I don't know if I'm scared, but I, I guess what I've experienced in my life and what what I feel about her is like, oh, we, we can't talk about her or we can't pray to her or we can't. I don't know. And so I just stay away from it. And Danielle t- today, or on her account, Our Mother in Heaven, it kind of helps you know how to include her and in quotes from leaders of the church, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And and it, it's just awesome. And, and you did a really cool video series or stories, uh, how to include her for Mother's Day. And that was yeah. really awesome. So anyway, Danielle made the trip all the way from California just to be on this just podcast. Just to be here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We actually were really lucky. She's actually here in Utah, but uh, yeah, we're grateful that she took the time. So Danielle, do you mind uh, telling our audience what they need to know about you? Yeah, absolutely. So I am an active member of the church who's also very aware of the challenges and that's a world that I straddle in uh, being intersectional, being awakened to the uh, challenges while still choosing to be active. And that is the world that I live in. And it sounds like you live in that as well and are kind of figuring that out with me. So I learned about Heavenly Mother, I think, as a lot of us do, probably in primary 10, 12, I don't really remember exactly the time. And I remember when I first heard about her, it was like, oh, we don't talk about her because we don't know if there's more than one. There might be multiple. So we don't really go there. And that was kind of my understanding. And for years, I was really hesitant, maybe like you, maybe like others, to investigate this topic, to learn more, because I didn't know what I was going to find. I didn't know if it was going to be by the church or if it was going to be some random person making stuff up. And that felt really unsafe to me at the time. So I really started Our Mother in Heaven to include Heavenly Mother and to provide people, church members and non-church members, former members, whoever, with a place where they can learn about God the Mother through official church teachings. Because I really was not finding that. Maybe it existed, but I couldn't find it. There were no accounts about her at the time. No one was talking about this online. 
in any social media form. And so that is what I do. We share information that is supported by the church while also being intersectional and talking about like how the LGBTQ community is affected by the doctrine of Heavenly Mother because quotes about God the Mother can sometimes be used against the LGBTQ community. Talking about like race and Heavenly Mother, um, making sure we're using diverse depictions of her and body sizes. And so that's kind of the world that I live in. I'm also a therapist. I'm a clinical social worker. And I specialize in the intersection of religion and mental health, which is fun because it's my job, it's my hobby, it's my personal life. So, but it's fun. It's fun. So yeah, I run Our Mother in Heaven and then I also run There May Be Typos. If you're not a patient, you can come follow. But if you're a patient, no, you are not allowed. That's my own little boundary. So this is my first time talking about it openly, but I think I'm safe. Uh, to do so. But yeah. And then I also run educational classes about mental health and religion. So cognitive dissonance, core beliefs within the LDS church. Are they helpful? Are they not helpful? I found that in my work as a therapist, there's so much I do that's just educational. It's not therapy. It's not um, treatment. It's education. And I found that that can be so empowering. So I take all those educational components that you might learn in like a psychology class or a podcast and I teach it in a live online format. Um, so that's also kind of what I do on the side as well. So that's me. Wow. I got a husband and a baby upstairs playing with your cats. And <laughs> it's fun. We live in Carlsbad. And um, yeah, we're just up here visiting. I feel like this is so perfect to have on the podcast to talk about. And and when you, when you brought up when, you know, you you help people who have cognitive dissonance and and core beliefs in the church. And I feel like that is, you know, my experience to the T, especially, I mean, it's been a few years since I've started to have a really hard time with the church and with religion and with God. And, and we've made a lot of episodes about, you know, specific issues because it seems like once I was not okay at all with that one issue and I started to doubt God, then it was like all those issues that I had kind of been aware of and that had kind of simmered was now just boiling over and nothing was like nothing was okay at all. <laughs> and so it, it's cool because, you know, as as we've been making these episodes over the past few months, and we talked about this a little bit before, was all those issues, while they still are important to talk about and important to try to unpack and, and help understand, it, it felt like all of those were did paled in comparison to to oh i have maybe a god issue i have a problem with god i i feel disconnected with god completely i have the hardest time praying although lately i've been really making an effort but i have the hardest time praying maybe it's because i lack a certain relationship with him i don't know i've tried to figure it out in my head yeah uh, reading the scriptures is really tough. So if, and, and as I've kind of grown up, I feel like those two are like one of the biggest things or one of the biggest methods to communicate, connect with God. And so it's awesome to talk about heavenly mother today, because when we say God, you know, I, I've learned over the past few months and, and, and tried to incorporate this terminology of saying they. Mm -hmm. So God is in Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother. So if I'm having a trouble connecting with God, sometimes I only think connecting with Heavenly Father. But so maybe we can talk about Heavenly Mother today. Oh, I'm so yeah, excited. Because, definitely. Because, and, and, I, and I wanted to ask you, 
what kind of prompted you or started you on this path to, okay, now I need to strengthen this relationship with Heavenly Mother? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, I had like a feminist awakening really my entire life. I was born a feminist. (laughs) I just didn't know it. I really was. So just very young age, like that is not right. You should not be saying that to her. Like that's not equality. And then learn the vocabulary of feminism. Really at BYU, actually, which is ironic, in um, what was it, like women's study, intro to, into women's studies, and was like, oh my gosh, like this really resonates. And once I really learned about God the Mother, and I realized that she is an equal to Heavenly Father, and there are quotes, and I'll pull it up so we can show all the receipts, um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. that God comprises, you know, with our current understanding of a female and male counterpart that make God together. They would not be God without the other. Um, It became so obvious when she was not being included. And so that was really the flip. It wasn't like, oh, here's God. He's Heavenly Father. Oh, and then maybe like three times in my entire life, I'll hear about Heavenly Mother. And then that's, that's kind of it. And she's this side character. But once I really put them together as equals, it was so clear that she was not present. And so that was really hard for me to go to church and to not hear her be in Mother's Day, not hear anything, not even hear heavenly parents. And it's just like, where is she? Why have we forgotten her? We, we, I, I often don't say I'm, I teach people about Heavenly Mother. I, I say like I reintroduce them to her because if you believe that we lived with God before we came here, we know her. So it's really about remembering that relationship and remembering her. Um, which I think is a really beautiful reframe for a lot of us on this journey. So I started the account in, I believe, 2017. I was in between my undergrad and graduate degree and just had some time and just started posting. And really with that with that purpose of including her just as often as I include Heavenly Father and Really, it started off when I'd be irritated at church or I'd be listening to a general conference talk and I'd be like, what the heck? Or like a beautiful primary song that's so beautiful. And then it just says he when talking about God instead of they or whatever. And then over time, it's morphed into what it is. Um, But yeah, that's really just how it started is just getting some inclusion and some representation. That's awesome. I, I, I had a thought immediately thinking about when we only we usually only talk about Heavenly Father, a lot of the primary songs he and not they, or or she. No, she's definitely. Oh, definitely not. no, she's definitely no, she's. <laughs> they is like as far as it can be pushed. It yeah. seems. And I just think about my own parents. Like, I I love the 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 way I can talk to both of them. And I know not everybody can have that relationship with two parents. And so I don't mean to be insensitive or anything, but trying to connect that with heavenly parents, I it it just it feels like it's it's it feels like a change in the game, like. And so that that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to keep following your account and I'm going to be, when I'm trying to seek this connection with God, I'm going to try and seek it with both of them. I, I wanted to ask too, is you talked a little bit about why you started the account. I, 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 I'm just curious, did you ever have any pushback from either people you know, people you don't know, loved ones, family, friends? Did you ever have any pushback of trying to yeah, it's interesting. Issue. When I first started it, I did not use my name. I was very ambiguous. I would say like I, I would talk, but I would never sign my name. I never like I didn't share my it with my friends. Like I just it was totally a secret. 
And then I was breastfeeding my daughter on Father's Day. I had just had her. And I was just like so irritated by this post that the church posted that it was beautiful. But I was just like, what happened to Heavenly Mother? Like what? So I just come very kindly posted like, this would be such a great video to have on Mother's Day. But instead of talking about fathers, talking about mothers, something like very benign. And that's really when people commented and some pushback, which is really normal. And people are like, how dare you? But then most people were like, this is great. And then people started following. And then it just kind of exploded after that one comment I made. Um, in terms of friends and family, no, I did not have any pushback. Um, I really didn't. I, and that's one of the most beautiful things is every once in a while, I'll like block somebody, but it's pretty rare. I really don't get a lot of haters um, on my account. And I'm really grateful for that. I don't really have time or energy for that anyways. Um, I think for me too, it was, it was kind of a slow burn because I also was working through my own limitations talking about her. And then how to kind of get comfortable putting my name on the account and signing it and then doing Instagram stories and then posting pictures of me or my family. And now all of my siblings and my parents have all posted, didn't done like a guest post or like a story or something. My mom just posed in a Heavenly Mother portrait with um, Katie Gardner. I think that's her name, Gardner. Um, so that's coming out soon. So that's really fun. She's like depicted as Heavenly Mother. So yeah, I don't get pushback. Not everyone in my family or extended family is like interested in the topic, but no one has been mad at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm really trying to be strategic. I, I'm okay using that word. I have a background in sales and strategy is a huge part of this conversation. And so using quotes from the church really, really helps. And I think there's a way to use information from the church and say, well, what do you think about this quote? This is a quote. What are your thoughts? How how does race, religion, gender, um, LGBTQ identities, how, do, how does this coincide or not coincide? And just starting a discussion. And um, it's important to me that I always keep the account something that an active traditional member could come across and wouldn't be super upset by. I'm not trying to um, placate them, but I'm, I'm trying to provide an account that like the church could maybe take over one day and wouldn't have to delete a bunch of posts. You know what I mean? Because there is that intersection. I always talk about Venn diagrams on there may be typos. And in my classes, we have these Venn diagrams. So what is the Heavenly Mother content that the church has produced and, or provided? I say the church. I'm really talking about early church leaders. And then what are the intersectional conversations that we can have and how do those overlap? So that's kind of the space that I live in. Um, providing both. But it's really important to me that members, active members of the church that want to hear from prophets and apostles, that want to hear from a church official church sources, have a place that they can go and they can feel safe. And I think I found a way to um, to to serve both of those Venn diagrams. And that's why it is what it is. Awesome. I I, I wanted to ask too, is, is you've been, you said 2017, was kind of the time you started doing this. Could you talk about how your relationship has evolved with Heavenly Mother? Yeah, definitely. Man, is it okay to say that? It's I'm just totally kidding, okay but. to say that. Isn't it nice to say that? It takes time. Yeah. I mean, I, I bore my testimony about her for the first time in November of 2017. I think I really, I started the account in July of 2017. So that was my first time. And then, you know, other people in my ward started to do so too, and it was amazing. And then I taught my first Release Society lesson and about the Godhead and included a lot about Heavenly Mother. I never said she's in the Godhead, although we do have a quote that says that, and I can share that as well. 
Um, but from uh, Elder S- Elder Snow, but I just found myself being more brave talking about this and I would share online like this is what I did for my for my testimony. This is what I did for my talk. This is what I did for Relief Society. And it, I think it just helped other people to have more courage, helped me to have more courage too. Um, but yeah, first it was just kind of mentioning her and now I talk about her all the time. And I think that was a huge part of it. And also just learning, learning about Heavenly Mother. For me, it was not really comfortable to explore this topic um, through like a spiritual way. It was a lot more of like my logic mind, not so much my emotion mind. So just finding quotes and information. And then that information helped me to feel more comfortable connecting to her on an emotional level. Um, I had a fear, like a subconscious fear for a while that like she didn't actually exist. So that was a huge block for me in learning about her when I started the account. I did not want to be wrong. I did not want to find that this was a myth, that we shouldn't talk about her. So I actually had to develop a lot of courage to be able to go on Google and be like, what has actually been said? And I've been really pleasantly surprised. And I think that's what people find most shocking is that I have never, ever come across any quote. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I have not found it. That's what I'm telling you. I've not found it. Don't send it to me if you do find one. But I'm just kidding. (laughs) But anything saying we shouldn't talk about her, we shouldn't include her, that's never been said as far as I'm concerned. And so this silent hush that we have about her, this sacredness that we somehow honor her by ignoring her and pretending she doesn't exist, that is a cultural myth that needs to be debunked like yesterday. You know what I mean? Like we are done with that. That's not true. And we are totally allowed to testify about her. And to think that we shouldn't include her and we shouldn't testify about her We would basically need to go back to tons of prophets and apostles and tell them that they were wrong and that they shouldn't have talked to her. We'd need to write the church and say, take all these quotes down off your website. It's just, it it is a very, very pervasive myth, but it is simply not true. We are allowed to talk about her. There is tons of content we can use in lessons and talks. And so let's just learn about what it is and let's do it. Daniel, what are some common misconceptions or myths about Heavenly Mother? Yes. Is it everything that I've ever heard about her before going to Our Mother in Heaven on Instagram? Yeah, it's probably a lot, unfortunately. So there's a huge myth that she's too sacred to talk about. Talked about that already. If you can imagine, if we believe in God and we believe in the devil, what's the best way to never develop a relationship with God the Mother? Well, let's just say that we shouldn't talk about her. That shuts everything down. You shouldn't Google her. You shouldn't ask questions about her. She is best, what is it? Like, sometimes there's this mentality where, like, we know about her, but she's not to be seen or heard, talked about, acknowledged, ever included. Like, it's just horrific. It's, like, so anti-inclusive, inclusivity, anti-equality, so many things. And I can't believe I've heard that. Like, that's exactly what I've heard. And I, and I can't believe I've just been like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, b- because it's laced with benevolent sexism where we think we're doing something good by not talking about her. Like we're being respectful. And so that's actually one of the big blocks to work through. Again, bringing in that like therapy lens, if we have a core belief that I honor Heavenly Mother by ignoring her or I honor Heavenly Mother by not talking about her, we think we're doing something right by not talking about her. We think we're doing something wrong by including her. So you need to challenge that core belief and potentially adopt a new belief or a replacement thought of, I'm allowed to talk about her, right? Another myth is that there is more than one heavenly mother. This is also not supported by church teaching. So there's a quote on the church's website right now, which I think is relevant. And this is from the gospel topic essay, Becoming Like God. And it says, 
Latter-day Saints have also been moved by the knowledge that their divine parentage includes a heavenly mother as well as a heavenly father. And so there is actually a lot of evidence that it says the, the universal mother, the universal father. It says a heavenly mother and a heavenly father. So I don't pretend to know all the answers, but it just is not supported by the information we've received um, that there are for sure multiple heavenly mothers. So those are some of the most common myths. Um, another one is that like we shouldn't worship her or that we shouldn't include her in our worship. And that's just also not true. Elder Clausen, one of my favorite quotes and the, one of the intro quotes I use a lot when I'm see- speaking to like a new community is that it doesn't take away our worship to include Heavenly Mother any more than it would take away the affections we have for our earthly fathers to include our earthly mothers in our affections. There's a quote like that. I love that. Like we're not, it doesn't take away anything from Heavenly Father to acknowledge Heavenly Mother. Like that just is so sexist and patriarchal to think that it's going to take something away. And just like you said, Jake, when you think about your own parents, right? Like you don't go up to your your mom on Mother's Day and be like, happy Father's Day, dad. Like I love you, dad. And But we do that for Heavenly Mother. We do that all the time. And so like we're allowed to acknowledge her. And there are lots of ways to do so um, that are totally within the umbrella of the instruction that we've received. I love that. And I feel like saying happy Mother's Day to my mom doesn't take away from my dad. Exactly. Or anything. Exactly. Yeah. Another quote I have, this is from Elder Snow. I'm just pulling this up. These are all on our account. So if you're curious, just go to the account and you'll find them. So this says, there can be no God except he is composed of a man and woman united. And there is not any other in or sorry, there is not in all the eternities that existed or ever will be a God in any other way. So I think that's interesting that it says God. Um, that's an interesting quote to kind of consider. And there are so many other ones that can really help. And for anyone that is trying to learn about Heavenly Mother or who is interested, I recommend reading the gospel topic essay. Again, it's on the church's website. It's called Mother in Heaven, it has beautiful resources. Becoming Like God is the other gospel topic essay that I quoted from. It includes a bit about Heavenly Mother. Um, And then just Googling or or just searching on the church's website, Heavenly Parents, Mother, Heavenly Mother. There's actually quite a bit that will pop up. Um, Yeah. And then learning about Elohim is also really interesting. So Elohim is the Hebrew word for God that's used in the Bible. And many people believe, and it's a male and female word, plural, for God. So many people believe that includes Heavenly Mother. So in English, we might say God, but if we were using the Hebrew um, uh, version of the scriptures, it would quite possibly include both Heavenly Mother and Heavenly Father. And we also hear about Elohim in the temple. So that's a really beautiful way to also look at this as we're kind of reframing it in our minds. Awesome. I, I feel like there's a really good resource in the gospel topic essays and on the church's website. I remember, I mean, just to kind of tie in with, oh, we're not supposed to talk about Heavenly Mother. She's on the church's website. (laughs) Yeah, right there. Done. Like the temple. Yeah, done. (laughs) Like, no, not not true. Try again. Conversation over. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, or when people talk about the temple, like, oh, we're not supposed to talk about what's in the temple. Go on the church's website. Pretty much everything is spelled out there pretty, pretty easily. Garments are on the church's website, like pictures, 100%. So yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, when we're done here, I'm going to go on the church's website and read about that because I, I think it's, I'm feeling, I, you know, I'm feeling, I don't know if I'm thinking, but 
I'm feeling like it's important that when I'm trying to to figure out this dissonance, this cognitive dissonance, I need to try to include, you know, that heavenly mother figure in that, you know, godhood, God connecting with God and all of that. So thank you for coming on. What can we what can we do as maybe members of the church or anybody who wants to worship or 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 revere or or show respect to or however we want to put it have that relationship with heavenly mother like and because i'm thinking well how can i include her and how can maybe all of us include her better yeah yeah it's a great question thanks for asking i think one really easy one to start out with is to say heavenly parents whenever applicable I'm not pretending that you can always replace Heavenly Father with Heavenly Parents, but a lot of the time you can. Like, Heavenly Parent, our Heavenly Parents love us. Our Heavenly Parents sent their Son Jesus Christ to earth for us. Our Heavenly Parents want us to pray. Our Heavenly Parents want us to become like them. 99% of the time, it's accurate. It really is accurate to say Heavenly Parents. So we can replace that. And we'll see that a lot in General Conference. We see that in the Young Women's theme. It says Heavenly Parents now. That's a really easy one, and it just helps us to change the way we think. We can also say they when we're referring to heavenly parents instead of always saying he. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, please, like, (laughs) please stop. Um, Like, can we not? So um, anyways, that that helps. Um, And then I think, too, just whatever feels comfortable, right? I'm not here to tell you how to how to worship and what to say over the pulpit, but just do what feels comfortable. Um, maybe you write out a list of questions. Like if you could talk to Heavenly Mother, what would you say? What questions? What would it be like if you did develop a relationship with her? How would it change your worship? If you visualized God the Mother and God the Father um, when you were praying, how would that affect things? And sometimes we don't always have great relationships with our dads. And so viewing God as a woman or a mother or being more inclusive in the gender identity that we prescribe to God can feel a lot better. And it really, I have seen it, this, re, this doctrine of Heavenly Mother really rejuvenate worship and our relationship with deity, our connection with God. And it's just a really beautiful way to, to and, and it's just accurate at the end of the day. Like, it's just accurate. If you ever feel like something's missing, it's probably because there is something missing, right? Like, there is something huge missing. And one of the, my own quotes, to quote myself from another podcast is, I think I said, like, to ignore Heavenly Mother is to misunderstand our doctrine at the most fundamental level. We start with Heavenly Parents. And this is actually from President Oaks, is our theology begins with Heavenly Parents and our highest aspiration is to be like them. Like, at the beginning and end of everything, like, it's God the Mother and God the Father from what we understand, right? And, and of course, the Savior and the Holy Ghost as well. Um but just learning about her saying heavenly parents and then giving yourself permission to ponder. That's another thing, a huge thing I say. Give yourself permission to ponder. Give yourself permission to ask questions. Give yourself permission to think about this because you're allowed to. You're allowed to think about heavenly mother and you're allowed to include her. And that will start you off on a journey and just continuing to seek out information in whatever way you feel comfortable. There's plenty. If you just want to go on the church's website, that will help. And if you feel comfortable branching out to blogs or other books, there is also that information that's supported. There are podcast episodes, all sorts of things that can help. Cool. Well, awesome. I, I love the words, re, you know, trying to build this connection relationship with Heavenly Mother will rejuvenate your worship, like you said, and then reconnect with deity. 
And that's what I need right now so bad. Yes. <laughs> and so, yes. and hope, and if anyone's listening or watching, if, if you also need that or want that, Heavenly Mother is one of the answers. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, Danielle, can you remind us? So it's, it's uh, where we can find you, where we can find your accounts. There's Our Mother in Heaven and then. And then some of the other websites that you run? Yeah, definitely. So Our Mother in Heaven on Instagram, that's probably where I'd start. We're also on Twitter at Our Mother in Hev, H-E-V. And then we have a Facebook group that's not super active right now. But if you're on Facebook, Our Mother in Heaven. Um, those are the three for Our Mother in Heaven. Eventually, we'll have a website that we're kind of working on. We also submit um, poetry, guest submissions, testimony posts. A lot of times in the church we hear the uh, scriptures and doctrines uh, mixed with and mingles with testimony and opinion. So we do that as well on our account. We share guest posts. So you're, ha- you know, you're welcome to submit a guest post. Even if you're just like, I'm brand new. I don't know what's going on. This is how I feel. That's totally welcome. You don't have to have it all figured out. And then for my mental health and therapy Instagram account, it's called There May Be Typos. And that's just because I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I have dyslexia, mild dyslexia. So there definitely will be typos. And there are typos in life. And that just is my like motto for everything. I, I do, doesn't have to be perfect for me to put something out there. And I'm sharing what I think right now. And that might change. I might get some things wrong. Um, but that's where I offer like my classes and do a lot of Instagram stories talking about mental health and, and religion and that intersection. Um, and I do so from the perspective of an active member. And I always say that just so people know uh, it's good context. I think when you decide who to follow, um, sometimes that's upsetting. People want people who have left the church and that's not me at this time. Um, so, yeah, those are my accounts. But thanks for having me on, Jake. It's been great to talk to you Absolutely, about this. Daniel. Danielle. Oh, did I say Daniel? You probably did. It happens all the time. I'm Sorry. at like the store and they're like, order for Daniel. And I'm like, it's Danielle. I think I just tried to say it so fast. Danielle. So yes. Danielle. Thank you so much. Uh, be sure to subscribe to Saints Unscripted uh, on YouTube. We try to make it out every Sunday, but sometimes we miss. But And wherever you find your podcasts, be sure to follow Our Mother in Heaven. And there may be typos.com. Just on Instagram right now. Oh, it's now. on t- Instagram. It'll, cool. Once I, yeah, it'll, I'll become more public eventually. I just kind of a bit hide from my patients right now. Um, because I need that separation of church and state when I'm at work. Um, but I'll eventually start to take on private practice patients once I'm licensed and things will become a little bit more public. But for now, it's a little bit locked down just on Instagram. But yeah, it's just at there may be typos. Cool. All right. Well, thank you again, Danielle. And yeah. thank you for watching or listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. This is a Saints Unscripted original podcast and is hosted and executive produced by me, Jacob Watson, and Saints Unscripted. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll see you next time.